This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs, the coach for starseeds who are ready to heal on a soul level and fall in love with life on Earth. Join me for an epic intergalactic journey of celestial heritage, deep healing, and consciousness expansion. Let's go. Hey everyone, before we jump in, I just want to acknowledge that I had some audio issues during this recording. Um, Not sure why, something going on with my mic. And also I wanted to give a quick trigger warning. This podcast is discussing some heavy information about the earth shift. And so uh, if you're not in the headspace to listen to this or you just prefer not to, then that's totally okay. I give you full permission to turn this podcast off right now and revisit it later if you feel like it. All right, let's do it. Hello, everybody. How are we doing out there? If you are listening to this podcast in, uh, you know, real time, I guess, and not in the future, we are in the middle of some pretty heavy cosmic stuff right now on our planet. We just had a solar eclipse in Taurus, so we are in the middle of eclipse season, which uh, is always a catalyst for change, major change in our life, whether we want it or not. And we have been going through some heavy solar activity from the sun, and it has been bombarding us with electromagnetic waves because of all these solar flares. Uh, and so I actually, I get an alert on my, on my Apple watch every time, uh, we get a solar flare and it's just been like, uh, you know, we go, the sun will go through these waves where in a 12 hour time we might have six giant solar flares or, you know, moderate to major flares. Um, and so for me, I'm feeling them. I don't know about you. I always get a lot of pain in my neck and my shoulders because my body is very sensitive, uh, which I've talked about before. It's very sensitive in this case to uh, what's happening with our sun and my intracranial pressure increases whenever there's a lot of solar activity. And so (laughs) that's why I get these alerts because it's like, okay, time to plan for uh, you know, some self-care to help my pressure go down whenever this happens. So I'm experiencing that right now. I'm going to ask for a neck rub sometime today because <laughs> that's, uh, that's where all that manifests for me. But the reason I'm talking about this is because uh, it, I actually, you know, I was going to this week talk about, I was going to play a, a session probably from Sirius, Um, but what I ended up doing instead was deciding that we need to talk about, um, the shift and the new earth because, you know, with a lot of the solar activity in the Ascension communities, um, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, this possibly being, some sort of a cosmic event that will trigger the ascension. Uh, you know, there's been talk about 
the big solar wave, which is, uh, you know, something that could have some sort of effect on our planet to shift us into the next dimension. Um, there's been talk that, you know, the poles are shifting now. And so I thought it would be a good time to bring up this topic because the response that I've seen to all these discussions, it's been a lot of fear. Uh, and it's, there's also been, you know, some positivity, but there's also been a lot of people arguing with each other about what this all actually means. Um, I'm in a couple Facebook communities for, for starseeds, just to kind of keep my uh, pulse on what everybody is talking about uh, to see what y'all are struggling with. Um, and, you know, on a week to week basis. And so that's what's been coming up this week and last week. So I wanted to offer some information from a few different sources that I find to be uh, credible sources, you know, from a scholarly point of view. And also I wanted to share a bit of my own channeled recording on this topic. So first, before we dive in, I pulled a card from my Galactic Heritage deck uh, to help me um, help orient myself to what I wanted to talk about. And as usual, my guide helped me pull the perfect card. And the card I pulled is the reptilian card, which is called Primal Fear. So you might be thinking, what do reptilians have to do with the shift? And uh, they don't. It's it's not literal. Uh, here's Here's what it means. This card is all about fear. For example, when you think of reptilians or any other source of, you know, real or perceived uh, fear, we tend to, as humans, get kind of sucked in to the fear. Uh, it, it represents how we project fear outside of us when we haven't made peace with what it is that is actually scaring us within. So this card is asking us to confront our deepest fears. And the shift can be, you know, a catalyst for that. By doing so, we initiate a spiritual transformation within our current life. And that begins to free our consciousness of any old limiting patterns that are keeping us stuck. So while we're on this topic, I want you to have a lot of compassion for yourself if it brings up fear. Remember that fear is just a feeling and we can feel it without letting it overtake us. You know, just because you're feeling fear doesn't mean you are, un you are unsafe. It just means that you are human. So first, let's define what I'm talking about when I talk about the shift and the new earth. Well, the thing is that nobody knows for certain. And anybody who tells you that they do know for certain is operating from their own belief systems and their own ego. So what the shift is referring to is some sort of natural cosmic event that will help move us from our current dimension or density, which is third, to the next, which is fourth, and eventually fifth. Don't skip fourth. <laughs> Uh, fourth is important too. So sometimes it's referred to as a destructive or potentially apocalyptic event. 
you know, I've heard it talked uh, about as a some sort of super volcano situation. I've heard it talked about as, you know, the great solar wave. I've heard it talked about as the pole shifting or tsunamis or whatever. Um, and that's kind of the negative light that sometimes is talked about in. But sometimes it's described as a completely positive, beautiful event or even that, you know, you won't even notice that it's happening. Um, so it, would dep- it really depends on which entity is being channeled. You know, who's talking about it and what lens are they speaking through. But the consensus, which, you know, even masters like Dolores Cannon have agreed, is that nobody really knows. It's going to happen uh, sooner than later, but exactly what is going to happen is not set in stone. It's only been speculated. So I've had to overcome a lot of my own fear around this topic. Uh, If you remember from earlier episodes where I share my story, I grew up with a lot of fear around this. And it's so interesting now, looking back, hindsight, how... I was, you know, I was carrying these memories from my past life and this knowledge about my mission here as a starseed and, and what I chose to experience here. Um, but I didn't have the context and I didn't know how to articulate that. So as a kid, for me, it just manifested as a lot of fear. Uh, I was afraid of all, all of the things that I just mentioned uh, in the list of possible negative outcomes. And every day I would sit multiple times a day and just like, pray to God that uh, that none of those things would happen. So I had put a lot of that at peace for a while um, and, uh, until I learned that I learned about star seeds, you know, and I, and I learned that I probably was one um, before I did my own exploration. Uh, And when I did learn that, it reactivated a lot of fear around the shift. You know, at that time I had, uh, I had already read uh, The Three Volunteers, The Three Waves of Volunteers in the New Earth by Dolores Cannon. And that book talks a lot about these, all these possible outcomes. And so for me, it just reactivated all of this fear. And so... Um, I had the opportunity to confront it, <laughs> and I also had the opportunity to um, ask in a in in a quantum hypnosis session, you know, if I had anything to worry about. What was you know why why was I getting so worried about the shift? So I'm going to play a clip from that session where I channeled my past Lyran self. Um, this, this is, this comes from the My Galactic Awakening session, uh, but I, I actually didn't release this part when I released that podcast episode because I didn't think it was super relevant to the topic. But now that we're talking about the shift, I want to play this part. So here it is. She's afraid of the shift. She's afraid there will be another chaotic event like what happened on her planet she has dreams of looking out over the ocean and the same carnage of 
destruction and she's afraid that it's going to happen here. And that's why she's always been so scared. She doesn't need to be so afraid. The, 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 the deck is stacked. There are enough light workers on earth when it comes time for the ascension it will not be so scary she will know what to do she is here to help because she's been through this before but before it was destruction and sadness this time she will be here to help bring people into the light and it will be positive and her children will be safe she will be visible as a leader and will be able to step forward you will know when the time comes and will be able to be one of the ones that leads and helps. So that was my past self talking about the shift. It's interesting to hear that back. Uh, you know, I this time around listening to it, I kind of had a slightly different interpretation than before, which is that, um, you know, I... It, which is that this doesn't seem like my soul's first rodeo in in some sort of planetary ascension process. Uh, you know, I said, or my past self said that I've been through this before and before it was negative. And so I always, I thought that that was referring to, you know, I've been through chaos before, which, you know, happened on my past planet. But now I'm wondering that maybe I've actually been through another ascension before uh, or attempt at ascension, but this time it's going to be successful. So interesting stuff. I will be touching on um, some other entities that have said similar things. So let's start by looking at a pretty well-known text. It's a book called The Raw Material. Have you read this book? This book is very interesting. Uh, it's uh, The Law of One. This is in the first book in the series. So this is a channeled book. It's uh, channeling the social memory complex known as Ra. So Ra is a high-frequency collective of souls who operates in group consciousness. And Ra... The entity is best known as the beings that came down to assist the humans at different points in time, namely in Egypt, as well as in South America and Central America, uh, in order to help build pyramids. So Ra's purpose in this 
book is to disseminate the law of one, which is the concept that we are all one. You're all one soul looking through many different sets of eyes. You know, we are all source. We're all in unity with the creator. And so this book is a transcript of recordings of 26 sessions where a channel is communicating with Ra. And this was an experiment that started in 1962 and went all the way into the 80s. And the book is packed full of some really great information. Um, however, it is a little hard to read. Uh, Ra is not the most uh, linguistically pleasing entity. Uh, so it's a little hard to interpret at times and it's a little dry, but it is very interesting. So the way that Ra talks about the shift and the move to the new earth is that they refer to it as the harvest. So the harvest is described as a cycle on our planet and that happens on other planets as well, not just us. We're basically all of the souls who've reached a certain vibratory level are harvested at the end of this cycle. Uh, and I don't love that word. To me, it sounds a little bit like a horror movie or something, but um, it's supposed to be a positive term. And so what Ross speaks of is that this cycle is that we're in right now is coming to an end essentially any day now. Okay, so if the harvest is upon us, what does that actually look like? So I'm going to read an excerpt that is not Ross speaking, but a different entity referenced in the book uh, named Hatan. And maybe that's how you pronounce it. I'm not 100% sure. And Hatan is a member of the Galactic Confederation uh, at the time of this recording and at the time of this book being written. And so here's what Hatan says about all this. There is a choice to be made very shortly. And it would be preferable if all the people of this planet understand the choice that is to be made. It will be difficult for many of the people of this planet to understand what this choice is because it is a choice that they have not considered. They have been much too involved in their daily activities and their confusion and their desires of a very trivial nature to be concerned with an understanding of the choice that they are very shortly to make. Whether they wish to or not, whether they understand it or not, regardless of any influence, each and every one of the people who dwell upon planet Earth will shortly make a choice. There will be no middle area. There will be those who choose to follow the path of love and light and those who choose otherwise. This choice will not be made by saying, I choose the path of love and light or I do not choose it. The verbal choice will mean nothing. This choice will be measured by the individual's demonstration of this choice. This demonstration will be very easy for us, of the Confederation of Planets in his service, to interpret. This choice is measured by what we term the vibratory rate of the individual. It is necessary if an individual is to join these who make the choice of love and understanding for his rate of vibration to be above a certain minimal level. There are many now that are close to this minimum level, but due to continuing conditions of erroneous thought that prevail upon your surface, they are either fluctuating around this point or even in some cases drifting away from the path of love and understanding. 
There are many whose vibratory rate in this time is sufficiently high for them to travel with no difficulty into the density of vibration that the planet is shortly to experience. So my interpretation of that is that, you know, if we have demonstrated that we have chosen the path of love and light and service, that we don't have to worry about making our vibration higher. So you may be wondering, well, what about the souls who's, who have not chosen that path? And uh, here's what the book says about that. As a result of this harvest, some will go on to a new age of love and light, uh, which I would say that would be fourth density consciousness, and will learn new lessons in a very positive and beautiful density, as the Confederation calls it. Others will have to repeat this particular grade of lessons and relearn the lessons of love. So I, I want to emphasize this because it's not that, you know, if, if you haven't reached a certain level of spiritual enlightenment, you are unsafe, right? It's that if, if you have not chosen, uh, you know, a life of, that is positively, that is oriented towards love, then it's not that you're punished. You just get to continue learning your soul's lessons in a different plane of existence. And so, uh, Hatan speaks a little bit about that as well. Here's what he says. There's going to be a harvest, as you might call it, a harvest of souls that will shortly occur upon your planet. We are attempting to extract the greatest possible harvest from this planet. This is our mission, for we are the harvesters. In order to be most efficient, we are attempting to create first a state of seeking among the people of this planet who desire to seek. This would be those who are close to the acceptable level of vibration. Those above this level are, of course, not of as great an interest to us since they have, you might say, already made the grade. Those far below this level, unfortunately, cannot be helped by us at this time. We are attempting at this time to increase by a relatively small percentage the number who will be harvested into the path of love and understanding. So this is referring to the people who, you know, maybe are borderline. They're not sure. And so it sounds a little bit like they're holding out <laughs> to, to try to... Um, have as many people as possible be able to ascend. And so now I actually want to move on to another book. This is the book that I mentioned before, The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth by Dolores Cannon. Um, remember, she developed the method of quantum hypnosis that uh, is that the one that I practice is based on. I'm a beyond quantum healer. Uh, and so, you know, when I first read this book, this book blew my mind. As I mentioned before, it was before my galactic awakening session and before I knew for sure that I was a starseed. I hadn't really given it that much thought, even though I have a, you know, a very long spiritual background. Starseeds hadn't really come into the picture yet. And then I read this book, which I'm sure many of you have. And if you haven't, I definitely recommend it. And it's a whole collection of transcripts from these quantum hypnosis sessions where Dolores encounters people who are not from this planet. And 
they have all, you know, collectively chosen to volunteer to come here to help with the Earth Shift. And so this book is very interesting because during quantum hypnosis, you are essentially becoming a channel for these high frequency entities, just like you heard in my session. And these entities on these different, you know, planes of existence, they're able to meet with you, really, because you're kind of reaching upward and they're reaching downward to make that connection. And so sometimes during quantum hypnosis, you might connect with a fractal of yourself who is not of the earth. And these entities will get a lot of really interesting information, just like in the clip that I played from my own past self. And so this book is really, it's like a collection of the opinions of all these many entities as to what the earth shift might look like and what this new earth might be like. And in this book, what comes up over and over and over again is that the entities will say something to the, the effect of, you know, it's, it's changing all the time. We don't really know what it's going to look like. <laughs> and so in this book, uh, it's kind of frustrating because you get, you know, you, your brain wants to know and wants certainty, but everybody's kind of telling a different story and no no being explains it as exactly the same. So some of them explain, you know, the earth is just going to one day change and, you know, nobody's going to really know the difference. It's just going to be beautiful and feel better and lighter. And then there are other entities that say, you know, there's going to be this cataclysmic event that's going to trigger it. And so, you know, I found after reading this book, although it's fascinating, it's valuable information, it's a great gateway into this world. It can be really confusing uh, because you don't know which transcripts to believe. And, you know, the way Dolores talks about it, she says herself, you know, we don't, we don't know. We don't know what the earth is going to be like. We don't know what this transition is going to be like. So if you are one of the people who have read this book, uh, what I just want to point out is that be aware of your brain's tendency to look for certainty. Our brains like certainty. They do not like fear of the unknown. And so our brain and our ego, they're going to um, try to zero in on a correct outcome. And so just be very careful. Don't treat any one of these sessions in this book as Bible, right? Because um, even Dolores says, you know, we don't necessarily know. So uh, give yourself a little bit of permission to ease into surrendering to the unknown. Okay, I'm going to read a little bit from this book later, but I'm going to move on right now to our last text. And this is The Golden Lake by Lisa Royal Holt. Um, I found her books after I read The Three Waves of Volunteers in the New Earth and after I, you know, learned about my own past as a starseed. And what I found was that it tied up a lot of loose ends for me and it actually alleviated a lot of the anxiety that uh, The Three Waves <laughs> caused. Um, and so in this book, Lisa, I, I'm so used to saying Lisa, but I, I was watching a video with her recently where... She was, just, I think she called herself Lisa. And so now my brain's trying to like uh, say the correct thing. So 
In this book, Lisa channels two different entities. Primarily, she channels Jermaine, which is another social memory complex, which is, you know, a fancy way of saying a group of entities that are in a group consciousness, just like Ra. And she also channels an entity named Sasha, who is a Pleiadian, and who, at the time of this channeling, she's in physical form, and she is a contact specialist in the Pleiades, and her job is to connect with other civilizations and help them out. Um, I really love the channelings from Sasha. I think they're really cool, really down to earth. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe not down to earth, but uh, very grounded. And so what I love about the Golden Lake is that Lisa draws on the experience of all these other galactic civilizations and what their road to integration was like. She, you know, she talks about the shifts that these other uh, star systems experienced and how it relates to our own and where we're at right now. And the way that she explains it, this is how um, Sasha talks about it, is in relation to cycles of integration. So we are always moving. We're always moving either away from integration or toward integration. And when I say integration, what I mean is uh, integration of polarities, of positive and negative, and also the integration of our souls as one versus separate, right back to the law of one. For example, right now in third density consciousness, you know, nearly fourth, where we're at, we have experienced separation for a really long time. Those on earth don't remember that we are all part of the same soul, though we are beginning to remember that now on a mass scale. So here's a passage that I think is really helpful. This is Sasha. Earth is influenced by many different energies. As you can see, the pattern of Earth's evolution will likely be very similar to the paths of Sirius and Orion because the three of you have a very strong triad of energy. Your civilizations contain multiple threads of influence and you are doing the work to facilitate integration. On a very deep level, Earth has the same choice as its galactic family. You will either integrate and awaken or kick the can down the road to another future potential civilization that will carry the remnants of your unfinished business. As we view the probability lines now, we do not see any other place being created to channel unfinished energy, so that means it will be integrated here. That is a tremendous amount of pressure. You feel this pressure individually and as a mass conscious. If you engage this pressure, it accelerates your evolution. If you resist the pressure, it turns inward. When it turns inward, it can create inner pain, mental illness, and physical disease. Humanity has a choice. How will you respond to this pressure to integrate? The pressure isn't coming from outside of you. It has to do with your natural state of consciousness, which is already integration. Since you've passed the point of deepest separation, it is like a snowball rolling down a hill. It builds speed and mass as it careens down the hill. That is why you feel such pressure now. And so what she's referring to by the pressure that we're feeling is how our planet is going through hard times right now. And, you know, I've talked about this before, how it feels like in the past, like, 10 years now. Uh, it's like we just can't catch a break. Each, rear, each year is more chaotic and intense than the last. That's because we are reaching the tipping point of consciousness. And we'll be moving into fourth density and shift to the new earth. 
very soon. And you know, this, this is a concept that I've read in uh, the raw material in the Golden Lake and in the three waves as, um, you know, this possible timeline of, uh, you know, another, all the souls who are not harvested, you know, moving to a different planet or something uh, to finish out their karma over there. And what uh, Sasha says in this is that it's looking like that's not the case. We are going to integrate. It's going to happen. So, you know, <laughs> it's all, all possible timelines to consider. So in this, Sasha also talks about how our Earth, and I mentioned in this in the episode about Orion as well, um, how our Earth is experiencing a shift in galactic cycles right now. And right now we have just turned the corner from the previous 13,000 year cycle, which was on the masculine polarity. And Sasha refers to it as our Atlantean cycle, uh, which we finished around 2012, which is what the Mayans predicted as the end of time. Uh, but what it was, was it was the turning point in galactic energy. And now what we have moved into is the Lemurian cycle, which is the integrative cycle represented as the feminine polarity. And it marks the point where a civilization moves into fourth density and starts to awaken and heal. So let me read a little bit about this. You have recently entered this part of the cycle and are still in a transitional phase from one to the other. These transitional phases are intense and mark times of profound change. Your earth has had the opportunity to awaken and fully integrate many times, which is common for most planets. You had this opportunity during the Lemurian era on your world approximately 13,000 to 26,000 years ago, but it was not yet the time you fell into sleep again for another 13,000 years. That reminds me a little bit of uh, the raw material. There's some parallels there. So one more thing I want to read from this right now is, uh, is what Sasha says about, you know, what, what happens to the souls who are not ready at this time to advance. So here's what she says. For those not ready to integrate, they can choose to move to first era or second era Orion or Sirius or somewhere else still processing polarity. There are myriad choices where you can still experience separation and polarity. The one consciousness is a hologram in which every time continuum and every conceivable possibility is a fractal. Your consciousness will move to the fractal that resonates with whatever is left unhealed. It isn't as if another planet has to be created to help you process polarity, but that can happen. You can just move to another realm within the fractal, still processing what you need to process. Again, we speak linearly, but it's not a linear process. Because what we know is that, uh, you know, all time is essentially happening at once. Time happens in a spiral rather as in a line. So just as Ra spoke of after the so-called harvest, it's possible that the souls on Earth who karmically still need to experience separation and polarity can be moved elsewhere. Not as a punishment, um, but as choice because we, our souls all choose to experience growth. So what should we make of all this? How do we navigate this time as starseeds? Do we need to worry about not meeting the vibratory level 
So if we go back to the raw material, the entity Hatan actually addresses this specifically in the book. And as he does, he refers to us uh, instead of starseeds. I don't think that term existed yet. He calls us wanderers. So here's how the book describes wanderers. They are usually service-oriented people. And as would be predictable, they often have a great deal of difficulty fitting into the planetary vibrations of Earth. Often they have the feeling that they do not fit in or do not belong. But at the same time, very often, these people are possessed of many gifts in the arts, in teaching, or in the simple sharing of a cheerful and happy vibration, which certainly does not suggest the normal attitude of a simple malcontent. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> malcontent. Yes, if you're not a wanderer, you are a malcontent. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the way that that's framed, but that's not Hatan speaking. That's a, that's a human <laughs> uh, synthesizing all of this. So it goes on to say, there are not just a few wanderers on Earth today. Ross suggests a figure of approximately 65 million. And this was written in the, you know, between the 60s and the 80s. So now I would assume there's a lot more. They have left other densities in harmonious environments to take on a kind of job that is most difficult and dangerous for if a wanderer cannot at least begin to pierce the forgetting process that occurs at birth into this density during his or her lifetime on planet earth and remember the love and the light that the person was intended to share the wanderer can conceivably become caught in the third density illusion collecting what may loosely be termed as karma and be delayed in arriving again at the home planet until all that is unbalanced in third density in this lifetime has been balanced. So what that suggests to me is that, you know, naturally we come here with higher vibration. Uh, we are high frequency beings in earth suits. Um, and, you know, something I haven't really talked about, I don't think on this podcast is is the different types of starseeds I encounter. Um, I've talked about before how everybody is a starseed, right? We are all, we are all aliens out here. Uh, and how if you go looking for a past life in another planet, you almost always find it. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of us out here who uh, maybe who would fall in the wanderer category, which is this other category that I found in my, with my own clients is, uh, those of us who have kind of reluctantly volunteered to be here. And, you know, this is echoed in the three waves of volunteers as well. And so for those of us, um, who fit in that category, you know, who have really struggled with adjusting to life on earth, you know, we have to be really conscious of how much fear that we get wrapped up in while we're here. Because even though we naturally are going to be at a higher frequency, we're also more susceptible to uh, the negative stuff here. So now, if you're still with me, I know I've hopped around a lot. Uh, I want to focus on a transcript that is in the three waves of volunteers in the new earth uh, that demonstrates why we are here to help with the shift and what that looks like. Uh, because I think it really mirrors what I said in my own session um, that I played 
and what Hatan has said about the purpose of these wanderers. So this is an excerpt of uh, Dolores Cannon in a quantum hypnosis session with, with one of us, one of these volunteers. The ones who are prepared to see these changes and not crumble in fear will be the pillars on which others will lean when nothing makes sense to them. It doesn't mean you will provide the truth to them. It just means you are not falling down like they are. When you are not losing your mind and you are calm, it doesn't matter what you do. People will see that in you and seek that in you because they don't know what to make of what they're seeing. And you may not know what to make out of what you are seeing, but you have been prepared. Therefore, you will know and have some sense of trust that things will be okay. You are not crazy. Where the others won't have any preparation at all. Also, it is a time that's very precious for many souls because of the learning lessons available. As it is an unusual time that this planet has not experienced. Therefore, it is an opportunity to experience a very one-of-a-kind soul journey. And it's an opportunity to step up in the soul level, experience-wise, because of the challenges it presents. Therefore, many advanced souls are interested in the opportunity for themselves. So basically what that means is that we are here for others to lean on. And uh, maybe we're here too because we love a challenge. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder what my higher self was thinking when I volunteered for this mission here. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. So if after this episode, you are feeling spooked or scared, I want to invite you to talk it out with me. I offer free calls quantum connection calls where we can talk through some of this stuff. And I want you to know that you don't have to worry about, you know, if your issue is too little or too big. Um, I work with starseeds who are just opening themselves up uh, to the possibility of being a starseed as well as those who have been on the path for a while. So everything that might be on your heart is safe with me and if you are feeling like you need extra support I'm here for you that's my job all right have a beautiful week out there and good luck with all of these solar flares and eclipses and all this good cosmic stuff I will see you next week bye thanks for listening to the starseed awakening podcast the doors are open to my one-on-one program quantum coherence which combines virtual quantum hypnosis sessions and coaching to help you recover your memories from other lifetimes expand your identity and turn your power all the way on go to my website thestarseedawakener.com to book a free quantum connection call